Section 11 of the United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The World's Story, Volume 12, The United States, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 11. The Burial of De Soto in the Mississippi River. 1542 by theodore irving the schemes and labors and anxieties of de soto however were rapidly drawing to a close day by day his malady increased upon him and his fever rose to such a height that he felt convinced his last hour was at hand he prepared for death with the steadfastness of a soldier and all accounts agree with the piety of a devoted catholic he made his will almost in cipher for want of sufficient paper. Then calling together the officers and soldiers of most note, he nominated as his successor to the titles and commands of governor and captain-general of the kingdom and provinces of Florida, Luis de Mascoso de Alvarado, the same whom, in the province of Chicasa, he had deposed from the office of master of the camp, and he charged them on the part of the emperor and in consideration of the qualities and virtues of luis de moscoso to obey him in the above capacities until other orders should be received from government to all this he required them to take an oath with due form and solemnity when this was done the dying chieftain called to him by two and two and three and three the most noble of his army and after them he ordered that the soldiery should enter twenty and twenty and thirty and thirty and of all of them he took his last farewell with great tenderness on his own part and many tears on theirs he charged them to convert the natives to the Catholic faith, and to augment the power of the crown of Spain, being himself cut off by death from the accomplishment of these great aims. He thanked them for the affection and fidelity which they evinced in fearlessly following his fortunes through such great trials, and expressed his deep regret that it was not in his power to show his gratitude by rewards such as they merited. He begged the forgiveness of all whom he had offended, and finally entreated them in the most affectionate manner to be peaceful and loving to one another. His fever raged violently, and continued to increase until the seventh day, when, having confessed his sins with much humility and contrition, he expired. The death of the governor left his followers overwhelmed with grief, they felt as if made orphans by his loss for they looked up to him as a father and they sorrowed the more because they could not give him a proper sepulture nor perform the solemn obsequies due to the remains of a captain and commander so much beloved and honored they feared to bury him publicly and with becoming ceremonials lest the indians should discover the place of his interment and should outrage and insult his remains as they had done those of other spaniards tearing them from their graves dismembering them and hanging them piecemeal from the trees if they had shown such indignities to the bodies of the common soldiers how much greater would they inflict upon that of their governor and commander 
Besides, De Soto had impressed them with a very exalted opinion of his prudence and valor, and the Spaniards therefore dreaded, lest, finding out the death of their leader, they might be induced to revolt and fall upon their handful of troops. For these reasons they buried him in the dead of night, with sentinels posted to keep the natives at a distance, that the sad ceremony might be safe from the observation of their spies. The place chosen for his sepulture was one of many pits, broad and deep, in a plain near to the village, from whence the Indians had taken earth for their buildings. Here he was interred, in silence and in secret, with many tears of the priests and cavaliers, who were present at his mournful obsequies. The better to deceive the Indians, and prevent their suspecting the place of his interment, they gave out on the following day that the governor was recovering from his malady, and mounting their horses they assumed an appearance of rejoicing. That all traces of the grave might be lost, they caused much water to be sprinkled over it, and upon the surrounding plain, as if to prevent the dust being raised by their horses. They then scoured the plain, and galloped about the pits, and over the very grave of their commander. But it was difficult, under this cover of pretended gaiety, to conceal the real sadness of their hearts. With all these precautions, they soon found out that the Indians suspected not only the death of the governor, but the place where he lay buried, for in passing by the pits they would stop, look attentively on all sides, talk with one another, and make signs with their chins and their eyes toward the spot where the body was interred. The Spaniards, perceiving this, and feeling assured that the Indians would search the whole plain until they found the body, determined to disinter it and place it where it would be safer from molestation. No place appeared better suited to the purpose than the Mississippi, but first they wished to ascertain whether there was sufficient depth to hide the body effectually accordingly juan de añasco and other officers taking with them a mariner embarked one evening in a canoe under the pretence of fishing and amusing themselves and sounding the river where it was a quarter of a league wide they found in the mid-channel a depth of nineteen fathoms here, therefore, they determined to deposit the body. As there was no stone in the neighborhood wherewith to sink it, they cut down an evergreen oak, and made an excavation in one side of the size of a man. On the following night, with all the silence possible, they disinterred the body, and placed it in the trunk of the oak, nailing planks over the aperture. The rustic coffin was then conveyed to the center of the river. The hooded priests and steel-clad cavaliers gathered round the remains of the chief, who had led them through all their perilous wanderings, and at the still hour of midnight they committed the body to the stream, watching it sink to the bottom, through scalding tears, and commanding anew the soul of the good cavalier to heaven. They sadly worked their way back to the shore. End of section 11 this recording is in the public domain.